Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we cover the best, worst, and everything in between pop culture. I am your host, Jake, and with me as always and forever, Luke. Yeah. 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 All right. So today we have uh, James Bond news, uh, Marvel Nova Project news. Uh, What else? Keanu's. Keanu's. Keanu's news. Keanu news. Keanu news. Keanu news. So uh, first up. Marvel is developing a Nova project with Moon Knight writer Sabir Perzada. This comes via deadline. Richard Ryder, a.k.a. Nova, looks to be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe as sources tell Deadline that Marvel is developing a Nova project with Moon Knight scribe Sabir Perzada on board to write. It is unknown for now whether this will be developed as a feature film or a limited series for Disney+. As always, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige will produce... As always. As always. As Moon Knight. Moon Knight, right? As that came out? Uh, 30th. 30th. What is today? The, Let's not date it. Today is... Today is today. 2020. So, do you know anything about Nova? I have no idea anything about Nova. Uh, have you seen the first Guardians movie? Yes. It's that galactic force that they form like that giant net thing with their spaceships. Oh. Yeah. But in the comics, Nova is, he's like a, a Green Lantern type hero. Okay. Yeah. Was he like a that. direct, uh, whatever, answer to Green Lantern? Grant Green Lantern? Uh, I don't know if it was initially, but it definitely. It to be. Yeah. Heck yeah. But I'm excited. Like, I didn't really like the. Uh, portrayal in the Guardians because it wasn't like comic Nova. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have known any better, so I was like, oh, that's a thing. But I can understand that. It is indeed a thing. But, uh, well, if the Moon Knight writer writer, is doing it, then uh, I'm assuming it'll be a TV show. Probably, yeah. I can't imagine they're making a a full-on movie. Do you think they'd have enough material for a full-on movie? Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of Nova stuff out there. there. Not familiar, so. But what I am familiar with, kind of, we actually speculated last week about uh, with MGM acquiring, or Amazon acquiring MGM, about things coming out on Amazon Prime. And we were wondering, why hasn't there been a James Bond TV show? Well, Well, you're in luck, sir. (laughs) Uh, but it's not what you think. So this comes from Variety. said, the world of James Bond is hitting the streaming world a lot sooner than you think. Amazon's Prime Video has greenlit the first TV show based on the iconic British spy with 007's Road to a Million. The fuck is that? It's a, is that a fucking it's reality a show? It's a style spin on the race around the world. What it's the a reality fuck? show. What the fuck? The eight-part series will be produced by Britain's 72 Films which they list the rise of Murdoch Dynasty, All or Nothing, and Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Never heard of those in my life. And uh, the and Bond Guardians producer, Barbara Broccoli. Nice. Nice. Good name. And Michael G. Winston, along with MGM Television. 
Production on 007's Road to a Million will begin later this year, and the new show will launch on Prime Video in more than 240 countries and territories. Casting is underway, <laughs> and applicants are being invited to send in submissions. So, so we we could be Bond. What is this like? This is a reality show. This is a reality show. The show will see contestants competing in a global adventure. It's like kind of like the Amazing Race. Yeah. In a global adventure to win one million pounds or one point three million dollars in cash. What does this have to do with James Bond? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Filmed in many of the uh, historic locations featured throughout the seminal Bond films. The cinematic format, which they quote unquote, uh, will be a test of intelligence and endurance. That Sounds sentence, terrible. Yeah. In addition to passing physical obstacles, the contestants, who will compete in two-person teams, must correctly answer questions hidden in different locations around the world in order to advance. To this advance is the Amazing Race. It's literally the <laughs> Amazing Race. Uh, the Bond-themed Prime Video show comes during a period of transition for the franchise, which wrapped up Daniel Craig's acclaimed run last year with No Time to Die. Broccoli and Wilson are... Uh, must now find a new actor to handle the role and help continue the ways blah 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 blah. Yeah. It seems I'm so confused. It like, seems like they're just putting 007's name yeah, on a game but show. But they're gonna cast 007 yeah, in a movie or in this fucking show? I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah. Sounds stupid. <laughs> Thanks a lot, fucking Amazon. Came out literally two days after we we're like, why is there James Bond TV Yeah, so show. fucking Bezos listens. What's up, Bezos? But I, I saved the article. I didn't read it first, and it wasn't until a few days later. I was like, this is nothing like we thought it was going to be. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> I hate everything about that. It's it's going to get three viewers. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's so, going to get canceled. <laughs> did it say how many teams? I don't think it said how many teams. But say there's ten teams. There's, there's going to be right. seven. Seven, seven Double teams. 007 teams. That's probably not bad. Seven teams. And they're all going to be double one team, double two team. Yeah, 14 people. So 14 people are going to watch the show because it's only going to be their moms. Yeah. That sounds. It just sounds like the British version of The Amazing Race. It is. Unless The Amazing Race is like a version of some British show. And this is just. Yeah. The. They're just re like they're taking their power back. Yeah, let's see. Or or they forgot that they did a version of the Amazing Race, and <laughs> they're like, we're we're gonna rip off the Amazing Race. They're, the when they pitched it, they're like, there sounds like the Amazing Race, but hear me out. <laughs> what if we put 007 on? But hear me out, James Bond. And they're like, brilliant. <laughs> and fucking Daniel Craig's like, fucking leave me the fuck out of that <laughs> bullshit. I'm gonna go do knives up too. <laughs> All right. Speaking of um, ter- terrible choices, hell yeah, Michael Che is leaving SNL. This a both surprises and saddens me. Me too, immensely. This comes from the Star Tribune. Michael Che said Friday that he is leaving the anchor desk of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. The co-head writer of the show shared an anchor desk with Colin Jost for eight years. This is my last year, Chase said between jokes during a pop-up show at a Minneapolis hair salon. What? (laughs) Yeah. It was a pop-up comedy show. All right. Uh, You know my tie is a clip-on, right? What man wears a clip-on tie to work for eight years? That's embarrassing. But uh, apparently he's, like, said this before. 
that he's leaving. Oh, really? But he was just trolling, so who knows if he's trolling. He, he could be trying again. to get more money. I don't know how much he makes, I guess. I mean, Kanye offered him a bunch of money. <laughs> well, no, he, he offered to leave Weekend Update if um, Kanye, like, tripled his salary or something. I wouldn't be surprised if Kanye actually did triple his salary for no reason. Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah, he might be just hold, holding out, like, oh, I'm done after this year, but knowing that, like, he, he can't, honestly... At this point, you can't have Weekend Update without Michael Che because he's just so iconic to it at this point. Yeah. I know it's got to come to an end at some point, but it doesn't seem like right now is a good time. I mean, they'll probably just have Colin Joe's host by himself or find him another. That's a, yeah, they, they might replace him, replace him or but fill it just won't his, be the same. <laughs> yeah, because when Seth Meyers did it with Amy Poehler, it was good. So, then, I mean, And then I think he did it for a while by, by himself. Did he? I think... Um, Norm MacDonald maybe did it by himself. Yeah, Norm MacDonald definitely definitely did it by himself. But I think since they started with like the two hosts, they kind of yeah. stuck to that format. And fucking like the annual Che and Joe's like writing jokes Switching for each jokes. other. So good. So good. So good. But I'll be sad if I he actually does leave. I really hope he's just holding out for more money. Yeah. But I also he's like one of the head writers on the show, so I don't know how much more money they can actually give him. <laughs> uh, weekend updates like one of the best parts of the. It's literally the only thing I watch. <laughs> I don't watch the skits anymore. I just go on YouTube the next day and watch watch weekend uh, update. Yeah, weekend update clips. Unless there's like one of those sketches that everyone's talking about the next day, where it's like, dude, you gotta see this, then I'll check that one out. But other than that, that sucks. He's a good stand up though. Yeah. Jordan is like, I'm what a surprise. Mm. 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 It's my mm, my disapproval. Mm. Uh, I have no segue for this one, but... Segue! Segue, Steve. Keanu Reeves canceled (gasps) in China? (laughs) So who cares? Yeah. (laughs) At least two Chinese streaming platforms have taken... Oh, this is from Collider, by the way. At least two Chinese streaming platforms have taken down 19 films... Starring Keanu Reeves after the actor appeared in a Tibet-related concert organized by a nonprofit affiliated with the Dalai Lama, Tencent Video, and this odd name that I can probably never pronounce, I-Q-I-Y-I, Icky, <laughs> have taken down major films in the Matrix and John Witch fran- franchises, among others. It is unclear when the removals happened, but Reeves first drew attention to this back in January when his participation in the benefit concert for Tibet was reported. Social media users (laughs) in China have called for a boycott of his films, which whenever I hear social media users in China, I'm like, oh, the government, because I feel like people actually give a shit. Um, As retaliation for his perceived show of support for the Tibetan cause, China, of course, does not recognize Tibet as an independent nation. True. While a territory's spiritual leader, the Dalai Lama, has spent nearly has spent nearly his entire life fighting for forms of autonomy, he has been living in exile in India for decades. <laughs> a search of Keanu Reeves reportedly throws zero results on Chinese search <laughs> engines, implying that a greater eraser erasure has been implemented. Sorry, no results related to Keanu Reeves were found when typed in. And then it goes on to list the movies, but it's all of them. So yeah. I'm not going to read out 19 I movies feel like that were. If 
Keanu Reeves was going to make money in China off his movies. He already did. He already, he already did. So I doubt he fucking cares. What, I mean, I guess maybe not the Matrix Resurrection. What was the last one? The Matrix new one. Yeah, the new Matrix. I didn't go the, watch. The Matrix bad one. Yep. Like, that's been out for a little bit now. So if they, well, I guess this is January. So maybe he didn't make much money off the other, that one. But all the I rest mean, of I, them, just fine. I doubt he did anyways because it premiered on HBO Max the same day as theaters. It was one of, it was one of the mm. last movies to do that. But in China as well? China. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know either. I don't know anything about China. All I know is that China's not very nice. It's <laughs> uh, a toxic controlling partner. But also very um, important to the world economy. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. Probably makes the clothes that we're wearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's about as political as I'm going to get. Yeah. All right. Moving on to more bad things. Morbius Yay. early screenings are getting bad reviews. This comes via ScreenGeek.net. And there's a bunch of tweets that are like early reactions. Yeah. Because there's like a, an embargo until probably the movie comes out. Because they have no faith in their own movie because it's Sony. <laughs> uh Here's a tweet from Sab Astley. They say, well, hashtag Morbius is about as bad as you were expecting. A 2005 plot collides with visually confusing CGI to create a bit of a snooze fest. Hell yeah. But don't worry, they've saved the worst for last, featuring some of the worst post-credit scenes you've ever seen. Sony are off the rocker. <laughs> uh, did you see that the fucking director spoiled the, the, the made an end credit scenes? No, because whenever I see the word Mor- or Morbius in a headline, I don't read that article. <laughs> I don't care. We're, we're not going to go see this so we can cover it? <sighs> I don't want to. <laughs> we should review it. I'd rather go see fucking Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We should review it, though. That'll be fire just to get the shit on this movie for a half hour. I mean, if you want to. I don't think I have anything going on Saturday. Does it come out this Saturday? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when it comes out. All right, let's watch it a week after it comes out, if they haven't pulled it by then. We should also go see Sonic the Hedgehog 2, because Double. apparently that's a really good movie. Double feature? Sure. <laughs> On a Sunday? <laughs> On a Sunday. All right, this comes from Ren, at Ren Geekness and hashtag Morbius. Matt Smith gloriously hams up the place, and Oliver Wood delivers some visual flair to the action sequences. Aside from that, the bad plot, the bad plotting and messy CGI, confusing editing, and worse sound mix result in absolute incoherence. But the post credits managed to outdo it all. Uh, what else? So, are you going to spoil the post credit scene for me? I mean, I could do it. All right. Should, I, should uh, we hit the spoiler? No, remember I took it out. Oh yeah, that's right. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this comes from Camzo OG. Morbius is just as disjointed and boring as you expected it to be. Clearly butchered in an edit by a studio who had no clue what they wanted to do with it. Not that there's not that there's a good film trapped in there. Mid credits are a joke, but stick around if you like rolling your eyes. Hell yeah. I've seen a bunch of like press stuff with uh Jared Leto and he's like you could tell he's trying to hype up the movie, but he's just dead in the eyes. He knows that this movie's a hot pile of garbage. And apparently Matt Smith didn't like know what his character was. So he just <laughs> just did acted. the best he could. He just acted. Uh and this last one comes from at 
Nicola AUS. Uh, well, hashtag Morbius is unfortunately not great. Parentheses, some really shoddy VFX and two, 2000s formulaic plot. And definitely not as fun as Venom. Uh, really confused at the future of the Sony Sp- Spider-Verse following the post credit scene and the editing. Matt Smith is clearly having a blast, though. So, bad movie. All right, so... Bad movie. All right, if you want to... If you're really looking forward to this movie for we, some reason... We know you are. Uh, skip ahead, like, 30 seconds or a minute. I, might, I just might ramble. <laughs> um, one of the end credit scenes is Morbius is, like, driving through the desert, and he hears something on the horizon, and he gets out of his car and sees something on the horizon, and it turns out to be Vulture. Like, uh, oh, Michael my, Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton's Vulture. Hell yeah. So I think the mid credit scene is Michael Keaton's Vulture, like, in jail. So there's a mid and post credit? Yeah. And apparently they're fucking terrible. <laughs> Weird. Did uh, you say he can hear something on the horizon? Maybe he has enhanced hearing. I feel like Jared Leto didn't know the source material. But he's just like, I want to be as badass as possible. Let me hear real well. Yeah, he probably tried the best he could. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm still on Screen Geek, and there's an article that says, Nicolas Cage insists The Wicker Man was meant to be a comedy. <laughs> Ooh, Disney has given Moon Knight a more mature TV rating. Hey. Um, LAPD says Chris Rock declined to file a police report. Okay. Uh, I wonder if I can find the find the Matt Smith thing real quick. Oh, do you see fucking Taylor Hawkins, drummer for Foo Fighters? Yeah, he passed, passed away. away. Sad. Rip. Apparently, he had uh, a combination of a lot of different uh, narcotics in his blood system. Yeah. Oh shit. Who knows? There. I don't think that was like official, but it was a. Uh, uh, an article I read that said that uh, I'm not going to state the source because I don't remember a and I don't know if they're credible. So, um, also John Stamos apparently texted with Taylor Hawkins like the night before he died. They're they're friends. <laughs> I know. I think they just got each other's number somehow because the last words that uh, Taylor Hawkins said to John Stamos is, "We should get together. Let's make this happen sometime before we die." And then he passed away the next day. I was like, ooh, yeah, shit. That's, that's very ominous. Yeah. John Stamos killed, John Stamos? killed him? <gasps> Question mark? Yes. <laughs> no? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Confirmed. Moon Knight director Possible. calls out Black Adam for casting non-Egyptians. Like, hey. That's been a thing for years. Remember when, was it Tom, No, Jake Gyllenhaal played an Egyptian? Uh, the Prince of Persia? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when uh, John Wayne played? Who the fuck did he play? Uh, some big fucking like emperor back in the day. Really? Uh, I don't remember. All right, all right. I can't find that. So. Was it was it Genghis Khan? Yeah, that's who it was. In the Conqueror in 1956, famously, I saw that the the director of uh, Moon Knight also called out Wonder Woman 1984. Because there was some scenes set in um, in Egypt, mm-hmm. but it was just like nothing but desert. And I saw a bunch of comments that were like, yeah, I've been to Egypt and it's like nothing but desert. <laughs> so what is he calling out them out for exactly? The fact that they shouldn't have been nothing but desert? 
Yeah, that they didn't show like the the better uh the better side yeah. to Egypt. Whatever. Well, from Morbius being a bad movie to awards about bad movies. Ooh. The Razzie The Raspberries. Awards, we we covered the nominations who knows how many episodes back now that was. Some. Some. But they took place a couple days ago, March twenty fifth. And I have the winners or losers? Not sure. So the warders for worst picture. Oh, so that so it's it's Diana the musical. Oh yeah, that shit. Which show. spoiler alert? Diana the musical swept the Razzies this year. Hell Much yeah. like Dune swept the Oscars. <laughs> uh, worst actor was LeBron James. Oh yeah, I saw that. No fucking surprise. Worst actress was uh, Gina DeWall for Diana the Musical. Hell yeah. Never heard of them, but uh, all right. Uh, Worst supporting actress was Judy Kaye as both Queen Elizabeth and Barbara Cartland in Diana the Musical. (laughs) Worst supporting actor, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Oh, yeah. I heard some people talking shit about that. Uh, Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie was... Bruce Willis for Comic Sin, Cosmic Sin. Uh, the Razzie Redeemer Award was Will Smith for King Richard. Razzie Redeemer? Like, uh, they won a Razzie previously and I'm, they redeemed themselves? I don't know. I'm going to have to look up what that means. <laughs> Worst screen couple was LeBron James and Amy Warner, a cartoon character. What? Yeah. What? Amy Warner cartoon character? That's what it says here in Space Jam A New Legacy. Uh, I didn't watch the Razzies. Uh, the worst remake, ripoff, or sequel, Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> worst director, Christopher Ashley for Diana the Musical. And then worst screenplay, Diana the Musical. Diana the Musical. <laughs> I, I just thought that was fun. Because, like, Eli sent that picture to the group of Dune sweeping. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what happened to the Razzies. And I looked up and it was all Diana the Musical. I'm like, hey. Was that it? That that's it. That's all they at least I don't that's all they listed online. I don't know if there was some more at the show. We really should have uh like when we were listing off like the Oscar noms, like put I should have put like next to whatever we guessed, like put put our names. So oh, yeah. that would have been easier. But uh we can go through the Oscar winners. Let's do it. Best picture. Coda, the uh, the one about deaf people. Oh yeah, the children of deaf something or another. Yeah. Yep. Uh, best actor Will Smith for King Richard. I love how he got a Razzie and an Oscar in the same year. That's that's got to be something, right? They got a Razzie a Redeemer. Redeemer. So I'm guessing that's a positive thing. Well, keep going. I'll look it up. Uh, best actress. Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, best original song, No Time to Die. Hell yeah. By Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. Best animated feature, Encanto. Which I called that. I think, uh, I, I, think I called Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, best director, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Okay. International feature film, Drive My Car. That long movie that we were going to watch. Yeah, that we decided not to because it was so long. Because <laughs> we saw it was super long. Uh, best Supporting Actress, Ariana De- DeBose. DeBois. 
Dubois for West Side Story. Best Supporting Actor, Troy Coetzer for Coda. Best Documentary Feature, Summer of Soul. Ooh, Questlove. Live Action Short Film, The Long Goodbye. Best Original Screenplay, Belfast. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, best anim- best Adapted Screenplay, Coda. All right. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that, was that a book before? Mm. Maybe it was a play. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was a screenplay. Mm. Uh, best Makeup and Hairstyling, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Best Visual Effects, Dune. Dune. Best Original Score, Dune. Dune. Uh, best animated short film, <laughs> The Windshield Wiper. Oh, we talked about that. Did we? We were going to watch it, but it was like 15 minutes long, so we're like, nah, 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 live on the pod. Oh. Best short documentary, The Queen of Basketball. Dune. Best cinematography, Dune. Dune. Best costume design, Dune. Cruella. Damn. Best film editing, Dune. Dune. <laughs> Best production design, Dune. Dune. Best sound, Dune. <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah Dune. I, I guess I gotta go see this movie. Yeah. I think it's still on HBO Max. Is it? I think that was one of the last films to do the same day. Oh, really? Yeah. Because now HBO is doing forty-five days after. Oh. Um. Just dumb because. I would have just watched the Batman at home. Yeah, and right. would have kept watching it over and over Wait, and over. Is it on HBO Max right now? Not yet. Not until like Close. April 15th or something. Nah, I'm, I'm happy I went to the theaters to watch it. Yeah, me too. Uh, so the Razzie Redeemer Award is presented to a former nominee or winner who has subsequently made a comeback from critical or commercial failure. So, so apparently it's an actual good award yeah. to win that Razzie. That's what I thought. Well, I thought maybe it was like... Someone who won a Razzie and then a certain amount of time goes by before they win another Razzie. It's like, oh, you redeemed yourself by being terrible. But whatever. All right. Do you have any other news? I have no other news. All right. So moving on to uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. Spoiler alert. It's pretty self-explanatory. If you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead. (laughs) All right. What have you been reading, watching, and or listening to? Uh, I honestly only been watching Big Mouth lately. Never seen it. It's funny. Never seen it. it do you know roughly the what it's about? Yeah, it's like there's like puberty monsters and shit. Yeah, it's hilarious. But it's uh, Nick Kroll and like boy, other big other big names. A bunch of big names like uh, Jordan Peele and Maya Rudolph and. The one comedian that I fucking love and I can never remember. Eric name. Andre. No, but he should be in it. Hannibal Burress. <laughs> yeah, Hannibal Burress. Uh, John Mulaney. Oh. They're like the two main characters. And then mm-hmm. like Fred Armisen's one of their dads. And it's fucking hilarious. I'll take your word for and it. They, I know there was like a lot of, uh, I, I didn't know this, but there's a lot of like backlash because of like, showing kids during like the time where they're discovering themselves and sex and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, it's a fucking cartoon. And it's like, hilarious. show the kids having sex? No, yeah. but like, uh, I mean, they show a penis. They show penises. Like child penises? Yeah. 
It's weird, but it's funny. But there's also backlash towards that Turning Red movie. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, they're showing show tampons. Yeah. It's like, it's real. Women actually buy tampons. Yeah. <laughs> Women kinda, actually get their first period. It's kind of what I thought about this. Like, we've all been through this time where we're, like, confused about everything when it comes to puberty. Just enjoy how funny it is. Yeah. Relax. 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 Relax, America. Talking to you, Eli. What have you been watching? Uh, been watching Abbott Elementary on Hulu. Uh, it's a, it follows a group of teachers brought together in one of the worst public schools in the country simply because they love teaching. It's created and stars uh, Quinta Bunsen. It also stars Tyler James Williams. You know what that is? Not offhand. Chris from Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, he's really good in this. Like is th- This is like maybe the only thing that I've watched him in besides uh, Everybody Hates Chris. And he was in a Key and Peele sketch where he played uh, Urkel. Really? Yeah. I guess I didn't see that Key and Peele sketch. Yeah, it's really funny. Like Urkel's like super evil and uh, like controls... The guy that plays the cop, his life. Oh, okay. Uh, Janelle James and more. It has like a Parks and Rec feel to it. Like Quinta Bunsen plays in a like an enthusiastic and optimistic teacher, mm-hmm. kind of like a like a like Amy Poehler's Leslie Nope. Oh, right. Yeah, like how she's like always positive, like trying to trying to like better like her environment. Right. Shit like that. Oh, uh, do they do those like office style cutaways? Like interviews? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh yeah, there's only one season out, but it's been renewed for season two. Oh yeah. There's only like seven or eight episodes. And they like fly by. Are they like half hour episodes or something? I think so. Mm. I think it's like made by ABC. I don't know if it's like made by ABC for Hulu or like Hulu gets it like the day after. Right. But Pretty good. Oh yeah. Have you been listening to anything? Uh, just the Weekly Planet. I I did start a uh, another Stephen King audiobook, The Tommy Knockers. I've never even heard of that one. Uh, there's a movie out that came out in like the 80s or early 90s that I don't remember if it's any good. I don't think I've ever watched it, but it's about this town that gets like superpowers. Like all the civilians get superpowers. That's cool. Yeah. I just started that. I haven't gotten too far into it, but yeah, so I sounded interesting. I've been waiting like on this new, the new Stephen King book, Fairy Tale. So I really want to listen to that one, but it doesn't release till August. Mm. I'm gonna end up blasting through like three more books before then. That's it. Just three more. At least, at least three. <laughs> I haven't been listening to the audio, but Stephen King audiobooks are like twenty hours long. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> I've never listened to anything except like. The usual podcast I listen to, but there's nothing really to report on there. Shout out to the Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Uh, so, move on to this week in review. This week in review. Also known as Twitter. Twitter. Famously. World famous. Uh, so, we wanted to watch, after watching the Batman, we wanted to watch another Zoe Kravitz movie. So, on HBO Max, there's a show, or a show, a movie called Kimmy. <laughs> Uh, and the synopsis is during the COVID-19 pandemic in Seattle, an agoraphobic tech worker discovers evidence of a violent crime while reviewing a data stream 
and is met with resistance and bureaucracy when she tries reporting it to her company. To get involved, she realizes she must face her greatest fear by venturing out of her apartment and into the city streets, which are filled with protesters after the city council passes a law restricting the movements movements of the homeless population. Oh, is that what the... The protest, protest was? Yeah. Did they state that in the movie? Yeah, all? in the beginning, there was like a news report uh, about it, and then... I just took it as there's news going on. I didn't pay attention. Uh, this is directed by Steven Soderbergh, who directed Aaron Brockovich, Logan Lucky, and like a lot fucking more movies. He also said that there should be more uh, fornication in superhero movies. <laughs> Don't know why. Weird. Uh, stars Zoe Kravitz as Angela Childs, Rita Wilson as Natalie Chowdhury, which Jordan was like, when we were watching, she's like, who is that? I know who that is. I'm like, yeah, she's from Jingle All the Way. Yep. She's like, no, that's not it. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I she, actually looked it up. And she, uh, she looked it up, and she was like, oh, she's from Girls. She's blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, and Jingle, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> and she's married to Tom Hanks. Yeah, and they got COVID. And they got COVID together. And there was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, not to mention this also... Quote, unquote, stars, the domestic violator himself, Devin Rattray. Also known as Buzz from the first two Home Alone movies. But is named Kevin in this movie? Yeah, he's named Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably gone for super cheap. Which he was also in the movie for not very long. No, there was like a scene of him like spying on Angela. Yeah, right. Like from his window into her window with a pair of binoculars, and then he just shows up at the end. Yeah, which I know what they they try to do it like a whole like red herring thing with him didn't really work though because he wasn't in it enough for it to work. Because so oh yeah, because you're like, is he gonna like? Yeah, basically she works for like a kind of like a Amazon Alexa type company. Yeah, that that's what Kimmy is. She Kimmy is like a an Alexa type smart speaker. Yeah. But um, with Kimmy, instead of, like, an AI trying to figure out, like, what went wrong when a, you give it a command, they have actual people doing it. Yeah. And that's what Angela's Yeah, I fucking put in my does. notes. I was like, Angela has a fucking pretty sick job. That's a sick-ass job. stays at home all day. She makes enough money for that sick-ass apartment. Right? Yeah, that that apartment. <laughs> Kayla's like, that's a really nice apartment. I'm like, that's unrealistically nice apartment. <laughs> uh, But in the... I don't know, process of her doing her job, she comes upon a clip of a woman... Potentially getting being, assaulted. Yeah. And, yeah, and then she tries to report it. Yeah, she emails it to, like, her supervisor. Yeah. And he's like, don't fucking do that shit. When, While he's, like, verbally assaulting his kids in the back. Yeah. <laughs> when you're reading the synopsis, it's like, she's faced with bureaucracy and resistance. It's a little bit of bureaucracy and a lot of resistance. Yeah. Yeah, there's a tiny bit of bureaucracy in a lot of people. But when she finally gets to Rita Wilson, yeah. Rita Chowdhury. Wilson's character, uh, when she actually has to finally leave her place, which she's agoraphobic, so that freaks her out, but she yeah. finally gets the courage to. Devin Rattray, Kevin, is staring at her. Yeah, from his from his apartment across the street. During that view, you hear uh, the voice of... Somebody that's not revealed yet, say calling the uh, CEO of Kimmy, whatever that company. Yeah, it's like it's like a Malga day yeah, or some shit like that, something like that. Saying, 
that you have a tech worker on the way right now. So you think that Devin Rattray's character is tracking her? I don't think I caught that. Yeah. It's during that view when, like, she leaves and you see Kevin, like, spying on her, basically, is when they play the audio of the phone call to the CEO saying, like, did your, uh, like, um, whatever, did the lady that you had assaulted have a Kimmy? He's like, yeah, I was just tying up loose ends. Well, it's like, now we have loose ends. You have a tech worker on your oh, way. Oh, yeah, I remember that It was now. during that view. So you like you think that Kevin is working for Kevin. somebody else. But uh, he's just Devin Rattray. I thought there was like a little bit of product placement. There was, yeah. There was like some. she had those Audio-Technica headphones where the Audio-Technica was like super bright white on, oh, on yeah, the fucking yeah, yeah. van. And uh, she had a MacBook Pro laptop. Mm-hmm. And she... Like, on her main computer, it was definitely Windows 10. Yeah. <laughs> with her HP monitor. Uh, I, I kind of wish this was a thing. I would quit my job right now to do that. Yeah. All day long. Yeah, dude, just fucking sit at home. Just listen to people get commands wrong, and then you yeah. type in the code to correct it. Yeah, like, listen to little kids saying, hey, Kimmy, you're a Peckerwood. You're a Peckerwood. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh. Yeah, she tries to tell her supervisor about it, blah, blah, blah. But when she gets to uh, Chowdhury's... Uh, wait, no, before that, like, she... Angela was trying to get a hold of Chowdhury yeah. all day, so she was, like, repeatedly calling her office, and finally she gets a hold of uh, Chowdhury, and uh, she tells Angela, like, oh, yeah, come in, we'll get the FBI in right. as well. And uh, uh, Angela gets to her office, and she tells Chowdhury like what happened because she was able to access like more clips due right. to her friend in Romania. Yeah. Or not friend, but like coworker in Romania was yep. able to get her like an admin administrative ID. Yeah. Tell so, like, burner one. Yeah. So she was able to access like more recordings from this chick's fucking Kimmy device. And she like listened to like her actually getting fucking murdered, like her throat slit. Yeah. Which was, Intense. And she tells Chowdhury that, and she's like, wow, you're so brave, blah, blah, blah. And, um, like, can I listen to the recordings? And Angela's like, I told you. And it, Chowdhury's like, how am I supposed to believe you? And she's like, because I just yeah. told you. And she uh, wants her to call the FBI. Yeah, like, she repeatedly is like, uh, I'll, like, you can hear it when the FBI gets here. And she's like, okay, finally. She's like, okay, I'll go call them. And then she fucking leaves, and Angela looks out, like looks out of the door of her office, and sees those two thugs that fucking killed the chick and the Kimmy device. Well, before she sees the thug, she gets a text from I think it was the Romanian guy. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, "Why did you delete those or some shit?" And he's, she's like, "I didn't." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, somebody, yeah, did. someone just did." And then she looks out the door, and she sees those two thugs. Yeah, one super tall, one super short, which yeah. I thought was funny. And then that's when she's like, "Oh fuck." They're going to try to get rid of me. Yeah, and then she tries to use her little fucking uh, card. Yeah, access to, card. Yeah, to access the elevator, and, and it doesn't work. So she's, like, running down the stairs trying to access different floors with the fucking card. And Here is one thing. So she, she gets out of the building finally, yeah. and she starts running away, and she, uh, I forget, she stopped at that um, garbage can. I don't know what she was throwing out. Her phone. Oh, she went to throw... Oh, yeah, because it kept yeah. turning back on. Yeah, that, that hacker dude who yeah. had the fucking RGB lights and <laughs> fucking 20 monitors. Right. He uh, 
Because she turned, like, he's tracking her via her phone, able to send, like, a silent SMS text message. And, yeah, but she turned her phone off. Yeah. And he reacted. Yeah, he it. turned it on. So but she fucking threw that shit in the trash. The trash can is in the middle of the protest that yeah. you mentioned earlier, which I was like, oh, it's a protest in Seattle. That makes sense. But um, the van shows up with the two guys in yeah. it and just grabs her. In, in front, front of, of all, those, all those people. Yeah, that, that's one thing that I liked was, like, they reacted, like, trying to save yeah. her and shit. It wasn't just like, oh, they got away with it. it yeah, like, like, oh, these people are oblivious. These guys, guys are really going, good at their He's fucking job. He's trying to job. kidnap her. And yeah. they actually take action and actually pull her out of the van, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah, the fucking one of the goons was, like, trying to accelerate, but there was people in front of the van. But I was like, yep, they, he's going to accelerate, and they're going to finally be able to fucking pull her out of the van as the van's driving away. Yep, it, but... I guess my only issue is it. So she like gets away and starts running away. Yeah. And then like the people that stopped it didn't do anything beyond just pulling her out. Well, she fucking took off. Well, I know, but like you'd think that, I don't know if they're woke enough to be like protesting, whatever it is, they'd be like, no, we're calling the police right now. Like try to hold them there or something. I don't know. They not it was just one of those things, like, I feel like people would do a little bit more if they, like, witnessed that and everybody pulled yeah. some lady out of yeah. the van. Well, well, I'm sure if it was, like, important enough, they would have showed yeah. someone calling, calling the police. But, yeah. But, yeah, she's, like, running away, and she sees a black van, yep. and some guy gets out of it, uh, and, like, you think that he's waving to her, but really he's waving to some lady beside her, and... Then all of a sudden she like gets clipped by some dude's umbrella, which I thought was the one of the best like coolest yeah. scenes I've seen in a while. Yeah, she gets clipped by that dude's umbrella, which was like laced with poison or something, yep. and or not poison, but something kind of sedative. So, yeah, and uh, a lady comes up. She's like, "Oh, you you ran away. Yeah, you should have waited for yeah, us. Yeah, you should have waited for us." And fucking they carry her into the van. And which was that? Who was that lady? I don't know. It must it's have been the, just a goon. It's the first and only time we see her in the movie. <laughs> and they take, her, they take, well, the two goons. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the fuck happened to that lady? Yeah, right. Uh, the two goons take Angela back to her apartment where they meet like the the head goon. Yeah, the guy who pretty much is like the orchestrator for Hitman. Uh, and Kevin comes up to him because they're trying to get inside the door, and he's like, "Oh shit, what's wrong with her? Oh, yeah, what'd you guys do?" Right. Like trying to play along, and all of a sudden he just gets stabbed in the stomach, <laughs> and brought up to the apartment with him, and they're just sitting up there and uh, trying to get the like the audio files and shit that are on her laptop, and right. And and that's where I, I said that that red herring thing didn't work out because at no point when. Kevin came walking up that I was like, oh, he orchestrated this, you know, yeah. even though after like that scene where he's like, oh, she's on her way to your office and through that view, I'm like, oh, he's just the guy that's creeping on her across the street. It, maybe that's not what they were trying to go for, but it, that's to me what it felt like they were trying to go for. Yeah. Uh, but they're sitting there trying to access her, um, like get into her laptop and, mm-hmm. Her mom FaceTimes her on her laptop, and they're like, oh, shit, uh, don't answer it. And she's like, hey, Kimmy, answer FaceTime on, on MacBook or whatever. And yeah. her mom pops up, and the fucking, like, this was, like, a little realistic where they're just, like, staying there, like, not knowing what to do. Yeah, so they close it real <laughs> quick. And then she's like, uh, hey, Kimmy, turn off, or uh, 
something about bedtime lights or turn off all yeah. the lights or some shit and play Sabotage. Yep. And I'm like, I looked at Jordan, I'm like, this is an amazing song. And Jordan's <laughs> like, I fucking hate this song. And then I thought she was going to get fucking all Home Alone on their ass. Right. When she, because uh, she had access to the upstairs apartment yeah. through her apartment it, in the ceiling. Earlier in the film, there's like construction going on yeah. in the apartment above her. And you could tell like she knows the person. Yeah. I don't know if he was like the super or yeah. he like bought the apartment up there. And yeah, I'm not sure. He's renovating it. But there's like a hatch in her closet. Yeah. That goes up into the f- ceiling. And through the ceiling, she could get through the floor of the apartment above her where there's construction going on. And she grabs a nailer, a nail gun. Yeah, a nail gun. And she like shoots a nail into like a two by four. I like, was that just her testing it? I, I guess thought so. she was like making a weapon. Oh, no. So like. Um, she shoots it and it, it takes that time to like really load up. Oh. And then that's when she grabbed the duct tape and like held the, the trigger back so that so she could quicker. just shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, the head goon and the tall goon fucking go after her and the head goon tells the tall goon to like go up into the ceiling after yeah. her and he fucking, when he's like halfway up the fucking hatch. He, you like hear the nail gun go off and he like falls back down. There's yeah, a fucking a nail, nail straight in his Those head. Those are some fucking big yeah, nails. Holy were. shit. And like he starts, she, Angela starts shooting at the, the head goon, like uh, shoots him a couple times and he's like in the back. hand and shit. Yeah. He shoots back at her with his gun and uh, I think, oh yeah, the the short goon, he wears glasses. He got mm-hmm. his glasses knocked off, and they did the fucking stereotypical, ooh, I can't see without my glasses. So he's sitting there trying to look for him, and then fucking uh, Kevin, like, grabs a knife and stabs him in the in the chest. Yeah. And he, like... Yeah, he, like, pulls it out. out. He's like... Which is never a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you get stabbed, leave it in Yeah, for leave sure. it in. I mean, it'll fucking hurt, but it'll hurt a lot more, and you'll bleed out. Yeah. Um, And, like... She finishes. Angela finishes off the the head goon by shooting him, shooting him in the head. Uh, no, the, before that, he's like, "What are you?" The, the the head goon to the short goon was like, "What are you doing?" And the short goon's like, "I got stabbed, <laughs> asshole." <laughs> yeah. And Angela finishes off the head goon and then shoots the fucking um, shoots, little guy. Yeah, the sh- little goon. Yeah, kills him. Oh, I I did like that she double tapped him. Oh, yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah. And then the prosecutor that she was, that she banged earlier in the movie, yep. uh, came over. I thought this was cheesy. She's uh, he, like, she opens up the door and he has flowers and uh, she's like, hold on. And then she's like, oh, hey, Kimmy, call 911. Yeah. And then she talks to 911 while like looking tough, I guess, in front of this dude. And yeah. I don't know. I thought I didn't really like that. I, I, I wasn't. I even commented to Kayla about this. Like, it ended pretty abruptly, kind of. Yeah. Like, she just grabs a nailer, and then within maybe, I don't know, three-minute three minute scene, she has all three of them dead. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's I mean, the end of the movie. Pretty it's efficient real, yeah, it's, of her, but... And it's realistic. Like, there is... If you have a nailer and you're shooting people, you're and, probably going to kill them. And, like, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't fucking drag it out. Yeah. Of, like, a chase throughout the fucking apartment building. I was totally expecting, like, a long, drawn-out yeah. like, And it just kind of ended. And and then this whole situation cures her angoraphobia. Yeah. And she, 
uh, like dyes her hair blue, white. Blonde, I believe it no, is. It's blue, and then it's pink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she meets the prosecutor at the food truck, and yep. ha- they live happily ever after. The end. He was kind of goofy looking. Yeah, he was. Like, Hollywood keeps doing that. Uh, like, they, like, partner up fucking, like, gorgeous women with, uh, like, these goofy looking dudes. That's been a thing in, like. Since forever. Yeah. I mean, all sitcoms, it's like. Like, yeah, good looking wife, fat dumb husband, you know, <laughs> fat goofy husband. That's why, uh, fuck, what was it? The show with with uh, the one chick from Schitt's Creek, Annie Murphy, who played Alexis. Oh, okay. She had that, or she has that AMC show where it like flips the that kind of sitcom trope on its head. Oh, where really? It, where it's like the sitcom is. Mainly from the husband's perspective, and you're like, "Haha, he's he's funny. He's belittling his wife. He's being a piece of shit husband." And, right. But uh, this it shows the husband being a piece of shit, but then it shows her going off into the next room. And what the fuck is it called? And it's like, "Don't fuck with Kevin or some shit." Or Kevin, Kevin can fuck himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I talked about this on like one of the very early episodes of the Maybe. podcast i don't remember but um anyways kimmy yeah what i would, what would you rate it i thought this was like a like a b movie like hitchcock-esque movie uh, i mean i wouldn't say hitchcock but it's also just one of those somewhat spy movie like there's been a ton of movies where someone gets a certain information they they're not supposed to have and then what was that one there's like, like the a born identity Kind of movie, he was actually like enemy of the state or some shit yeah, with yeah. will smith yeah it's one of those types of movies yeah. but as far as the movie goes i i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty good i went it was nothing mind-blowing it was filmed throughout the pandemic yeah i was it, wondering if it was filmed in the pandemic it's the first movie that i've watched that really like brought forth that the pandemic yeah, happened like so. uh like the main character wore a face mask yeah I didn't like how many times throughout the movie she fucking like applied hand sanitizer and like did the wave yeah, her she, hands to dry off. Like a, every other scene was that. She's player. a germaphobe. Uh, she but, she even uh, like her headphone jack. She like cleaned the headphone jack before oh, she yeah. put it. She's like OCD. I think they're supposed to what they're trying to portray. But I don't, she I don't know like, if true OCD. I don't know if that was like special for those headphones, but like the like the jack and the wire was on the right ear cup uh-huh. when. Like every studio right. headphone was maybe she wore them wrong, <laughs> but um, out of five, I'd say like two and a half. You know what? Just to be different, I'll give it a three, which gives us a five and a half out of ten. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like a two point seven five probably or two point eight. Sounds right. So you said two point five. Yep. Two point five. Two point seven five. Ooh, I'm good. I could do fucking medians definitely could couldn't do means or modes though so a little bit of trivia for you unless you have it i don't actually i'm like this trivia sucks yeah betsy brantley the voice of kimmy oh yeah is the ex-wife of director steven soderberg soderberg yeah soderberg i don't know so they have goofs but i feel like this is just goofs huh that's funny Factual error, the nail gun Angela used to ward off her attackers was a pneumatic air gun. 
It wouldn't have worked unless she had it connected to an air compressor. That's what I fucking thought. I'm like, I thought that too, but I like, thought it was well, like maybe. battery powered. Yeah, because I I didn't like notice when she was on the phone with the upstairs neighbor or whatever when he was doing construction, and the guy behind him was using the nail gun. I like didn't remember if it was connected to a, to an air hose or if it had like a like a cordless battery on it. So, you know how they made a big deal about her key laying on top of the mask in the little bowl that she yeah. has. So Angela's keys go from one single key to several janitor's keys on a different key ring. Remember when she's like fumbling for the keys yeah. trying to yeah, get into and, her house? And when the, when the goons were at the front door, they're yeah. like, it's like a fucking janitor. But key. her house key was just one key the entire yeah. time. That's funny. At 2150, Kevin, the neighbor watches Angela with his binoculars, but she's, but she is the same size as when looking from one building from... Un- okay, fuck you guys. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. You're going to put goose in. Put them correctly. Should probably wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Um, thanks for watching. I'll probably play the stock outro. Hell yeah. Since that has everything. But the Facebook page, facebook.com slash popculturebicycle. Like, If you're share. still on Facebook... Comment. Trick your friends. Pokes? Are pokes still a thing on Facebook? I don't fucking know. If they are, fucking poke us. Poke Luke, not me. And leave a review. You have, you don't have my consent. Leave a review. If you want it read on the podcast, Oh yeah, five stars. Let me see if there's any, any reviews. As I said in the post I made, I said make it funny, make it heartfelt, make it the ramblings of a alcohol-induced schizophrenic. We don't care. Just put a review. Still nothing. But, yeah, you can leave us a review. If it's not on Apple Podcasts, maybe tell us where you left a review because we don't know all the fucking places where you can leave a review. That's true. But thanks for tuning in. And as we say, (gasps) goodbye, 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 and then goodbye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Pop Culture Bicycle and on Twitter at Pop Culture Bike. You can follow me on Instagram at Pop Culture Jake and Luke at Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K-E-W-A-Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at popculturebicycle at gmail.com or use hashtag popculturebicycle on Twitter. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle. 